everyone. Hope you're doing well. If this is your first time joining our show, welcome to Third Shot Podcast. And if you're a repeat listener, thank you so much for your continued support and welcome back. Don't forget to subscribe or follow uh, our show on your favorite podcast platform. Whatever you're listening to us on, hit that follow, give us the five stars, and we love the continued feedback. So I was just saying five stars, five stars, everybody. It's subliminal for the people that are watching on YouTube. <laughs> I'm holding up a big five. <laughs> and for those watching on YouTube, we're joined by Elf, Uncle Greg. Actually, how, how, how? I'm ready. I'm ready for a shot, you guys. Let's Sounds go. like you've already had one, Greg. Well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> why wait? Exactly. Cheers, sure. everyone. Cheers. I, rem I remember. Oh yeah, what's up? I'm I'm just saying. I remember the old days when we were we were not on YouTube, and you used to have two glasses, and you'd clink them together. I just had oh. a flashback of that. Maybe because we're coming up on a, another episode that we'll be recording soon. There you go. Yeah. There, there it is. There's the clink. There's the clink. Now we're on camera, so we actually have to like yeah. have legit glasses filled. <laughs> well, Merry Christmas to you two. I mean, this is the episode right before, I mean, the closest episode we have to Christmas. What That's do you guys true. have planned? That it is. Yes. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to everybody. This year, I will be traveling for Christmas. It's the first year oh. that I'm not spending it with my family. Oh, wow. That going. is big news. It is. I will be traveling to Washington to visit my boyfriend's parents. Oh, okay. awesome. yeah. That's going to be exciting. It is. It's going to be beautiful, too. I think it's like northern Washington and, you know, all the pictures look like a Hallmark movie or something. Nice. Is it all snowing already up there? It's not supposed to be snowing, thank goodness, because I don't know how to dress for snow. <laughs> I always wondered, and I think I've asked a few people, but like, so if you live you. in snow, like, what do you wear? Like, am I supposed to wear snow pants everywhere I go? And how do you manage that when you're inside of the place that you're going to? Like, then you're way hot. There's that. I don't know. Yeah. Right. I would say the locals <laughs> don't wear anything different. They're like in t-shirts and jeans. They're like used to it. Yeah. yeah. You no, know, it's funny. Like, you know, I, so I, I grew up in, in South San Francisco in like the fog belt. Right. So I, it was always cold, but I would be wearing shorts and t-shirts and it was, it was fine. Like I was just used to it, you know, but now it's like, I go into San Francisco and I'm wearing a t-shirt. I'm like, okay, this is just ridiculous. What am I doing? I'm freezing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you just get, get you get used to it. Um, you get that, used to and, it and, and you get unused to it, I guess. Huh, Russ? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's left me now. That and the sounds of, because uh, it's right next to the San Francisco airport, the sounds of planes, I notice every single one flying over that city. Now, before, I never noticed it because I was just used to it. It's weird. I had, weird a friend, to. I had a friend that used to love watching planes, you know, take off and land at SFO. And he would know, like, every model of plane. Oh, like, wow. He was so into it. Were you that into the planes and you, like, knew it was a 747 or a 727 or whatever? I never even noticed there were planes. So I, that, <laughs> that, that was the thing. It's like it, it just – it was just there, you know? So it was just a part of – it's like noticing, you know, like – I don't know. It, it's it's just – it was like a part of my uh, 
existence growing up. So I slept through the planes flying over and never heard them, never noticed them. It's weird, but now I notice them. So I, I, I'm like, whoa, they put in an airport. <laughs> <laughs> Since when? <laughs> well, Bridgie's getting on a plane for Christmas. What about you? Uh, I, I'm just doing the same old, same old, uh, just a little, little car trip. We're still working out some of the plans actually, but, uh, we do a game. Um, we do, uh, like getting gifts for each other was always so like, okay, well it, it, it actually became, uh, you know, here's your $50 gift card and here's your $50 gift card and yeah. you know, it became this kind of silly thing. So we decided to, to do joke gifts. And we, we do this whole pick the joke gift thing. We've been doing that for a few years with my family. Um, last year, we introduced joke gift bingo, where uh, the, the joke gifts got so predictable um, or somewhat predictable that we decided to create a bingo thing around it. So now somebody actually gets a real gift if they get bingo. <laughs> oh, so you all play bingo you know, and toilet then... paper. Oh, somebody opened toilet paper. Scratch my number, you know, scratch my thing up. So, oh, I so see. So there's okay. really one good gift and a whole bunch of joke gifts. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the joke gifts are actually pretty fun. So, uh, they're, 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 uh, entertaining. We'll just say that. They're, they're... <laughs> is there, is there somebody in everybody's family that means well, wants to get you a good gift, but it tends to be more like, Oh, this is kind of a joke. Like, why would anybody want this? Does it, do you have any of that in your family, Russ? Um, I don't know if I. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, we've been doing this thing for so long that I don't. I don't think so. I mean, um, we do have we do have a couple of like people that will. Uh, and actually, there was a great Saturday Night Live bit this last week, um, about somebody that gave a gift and then just immediately apologized for the gift. Right. Where, so I do know somebody that will give you a gift and then say, oh, well, you know, I have the receipts before you even open it. Like, I have the receipts if you want to take it back. I, you know, I mean, you're probably not going to like it. So, you know, I mean, I like, you see what it is first. <laughs> and then I usually like it. So I've, I've never taken anything back. But right. Yeah, we, we have that. Uh, do you do you have somebody? It sounds like because you're asking that question, you might have somebody. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Is it me? Is it Bridgie? <laughs> no, 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 no. Hint, hint. Like I want something good for the. No, uh, no. <laughs> no, I'm just curious. I do have somebody. I'm not going to name names, but there is somebody in the family that I don't know. I don't like what. Like, what's the thinking process? Is this a regift? Is this really, you put a lot of thought into this? Is this like just something you had laying around? Like I just, sometimes I'd look at it and go, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't want right. to be unappreciative because it's a gift. I mean, my goodness, right. it's in the right spirit of things. It's just confusing at times. That's all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> gift so, giving could be super tough though. Like I run into that problem too, when I'm buying gifts for people and the pressure of picking mm -hmm. something out that they'll like, just, I don't know. Then it makes me buy a gift card. So. Well, yeah. if, okay. If, if no gift cards allowed, if you had to buy something for a pickleball family member mm -hmm. or friend, what would you guys give this year? Mm -hmm. Let's under, under $50. Right. So you don't mm -hmm. have to like go crazy here. Uh, um, Let's see. What would I get? Do you have something in mind of what you would give? You know what? Okay, this is something that I would give and I think I would want to receive. 
And yeah. this is because I really want to level up. I need a lesson. Like I need oh. like a professional, like, you know, somebody that really knows what they're doing to just analyze my game and go, Uncle Greg, what are you doing? You need to work on this, <laughs> right? Or, you know, okay, well, you got the right idea, but your technique is off. You need to fix this, your footwork, whatever, something. Mm -hmm. I would love somebody just to really knows what they're doing. Take a look at me and just say, this is what you need to work on. I would love that as a gift this year. I like that. I feel like that's going to be more than $50. I was just going to say, do you think that's under 50? <laughs> what, are you paying on that, that path? $50. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know. Um... That's true. Okay, maybe I should up the uh, limit. Then. Let's call is Kevin it... Beeson and see what right. his well, rates go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I was I was actually going to say before you you know set the limit was like like one of those portable court things where you can take the net and you know like yeah. just oh, set it up. Gift. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, because I thought even like getting one of those and then like setting up in front of like your garage or a wall or something and you could just play against the wall to practice or or, or something, but. I think it's more than fifty dollars, so I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, inside Bridgie's house, what we what do they? You guys use the Amazon boxes, right? And you yeah. can use the so it, it's not that expensive. Yeah. You can mm -hmm. you can MacGyver it a little bit. You can MacGyver it, yeah, exactly. You get some duct tape out, you line out the hallway, and you're yeah. you're ready to go. The kitchen is actually the kitchen. <laughs> Absolutely. How you know, you I. I love to give a practical gift, like something that somebody would want to buy for themselves, but not necessarily spend the money for it. And I think pickleball shoes is one thing that a lot of players like. It's like, oh, do I need them? I can probably just wear tennis shoes, but I don't think they're under 50 unless you get them on. Like there's probably some really good Black Friday sales at the outlet. Yeah. yeah, but I yeah. missed that boat. I was just lazy. Well, now there's the after Christmas coma. sales coming up. So, you know, Ooh. the 26th, 27th, hit those stores. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Bridget, you took me to the outlets in Las Vegas. And, you know, I got two pairs and the second pair was 75% off. So the second pair was less than $50 for sure. Yeah. See, there's ways. So, yeah, buy myself something. So, no yeah, one buy else yourself something. And <laughs> perfect. Perfect. <laughs> You know, I've, I've noticed that pickle. Okay. So I, before I really got serious about pickleball, I thought pickleball shoes really can ten, those shoes make a difference, like playing pickleball versus just regular tennis shoes or whatever. Right. They do. They I, really do. Really, really do. It's not <laughs> like you can just wear running shoes or, you know, just regular old shoes. Those pickleball shoes really give you the support and stabilization that the, They've figured it out. Mm. And then when we were at the PPA tournament, I believe, um, who was out there? There was a shoe company out there, and they had some new models out. Skecher. Skecher oh, yeah, was I was just going to say. And their, their shoes look good. Like, not only do they have the support and they're good for on-court performance, but they actually look really cool. They got a whole bunch of different designs. Nice. They do, and different colors, too. Yeah. And a lot of colors on some of those shoes. There's like, <laughs> I don't know, like five or six colors on one shoe. It was, it was pretty wild, but I love them. I love them. <laughs> well, yeah, you guys did the whole live stream there where Greg yep. was cameraman. It was, it, everybody should go watch 
that live stream in particular and and know that Greg was a great camera person. Just go check it out. I mean, it's 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 yeah, fun. His geography skills are yeah, like yeah, top notch. He's got great great skills. Maybe was, not my best moment. He might have been looking at, at some of those models. I don't know. Um, I've, I've I don't know either. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe I had too many shots before I started uh, filming. Oh, <laughs> All right. Well, now that you're turning Greg, I mean, uh, turning red, Greg. Yeah. Um, I, I, I matched the oh, elf hat on my head right you. now because I'm so embarrassed of my camera work. Yeah. You should probably <laughs> should probably take a little break. So uh, we need a break. We need a break. Here? Well, coming up after the break, you know, besides me calming down and turning back to my regular shade of skin color, uh, we will have Mario Gutierrez. He is the person who started the pickleball club that I'm a member of here in San Ramon. And he's done a lot of other things as well. So we can't wait to uh, have Mario on. He's a cool guy and got a lot of go good things going on in here in San Ramon. So come on back and meet Mario Gutierrez. Thanks for coming back from our short break. Welcome back to Third Shot. It's our holiday edition of Third Shot. And please keep giving us your gifts with those five-star ratings on all of our social media and our podcasts that can be heard on pretty much all of the podcast apps, as well as YouTube. So as I mentioned before the break, the guy who started the club that I'm a member of here in San Ramon, some people call him the commish. Some people call him the founder, the creator. He is the person who started the pickleballers here in San Ramon, Mario Gutierrez. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on here. Thanks for joining us. It's so great to finally meet you and see you, although virtually. Uncle has told me a lot about you and a lot about how wonderful the club is. So I think we need a toast to Mario and the Pickleballers. Yes. Cheers. It is a wonderful Cheers. group. You look like you have a very good drink in front of you, Mario. What is that? Um, Maker's Mark. A little oh, whiskey. Pretty good. Yeah, my little Tiffany glass here. Oh, fancy. <laughs> Mine's probably like a dollar shot glass right now. <laughs> we have fancy ones now, but I need to do the dishes. I'm using our third shot. shot there glass. it is. Yeah. Oh, so here. Mario, Uncle probably knows the, the story and the history, but you got to share with us. What is your background with sports and how did you get started with the game of pickleball? Um, well, I was raised in the South side of Chicago and, um, I was always this little chubby boy that was trying to keep up with all the more athletic, you know, guys and whatnot. Um, I started playing handball in Chicago right before high school and played, um, some racquetball towards the end of my high school and was ranked 17th in the nation in open, uh, racquetball. So, um, you know, me, paddles, hand, ball, kind of go all together, right? Um, and, I, you know, I heard about pickleball when my community built him, and it's been an addiction ever since. <laughs> well, speak about your community. I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you're talking about the community that we're all members of at Canyon Lakes. 
Correct. So um, it's in San, for everybody out there, it's in San Ramon, California, which is a, a burb of San Francisco. And uh, I live in a private community called Canyon Lakes, and they built uh, four pickleball courts mid-November of 2021. Gorgeous okay. courts with lights, which oh, makes yeah. a big difference, right? We can go all night. <laughs> Totally. I love when court outdoor courts have the lighting because that just extends the hours of play that we're able to get in there. Well, what makes it really special is our lighting is good. So we have other courts here in San Ramon that aren't the greatest, but our courts seem to do a really good job. Well, speaking of those other courts, are you referring to the new courts that just got built? At uh, Central Park, yes. At Central Park. Well, I heard a rumor that you were actually asked to be on like a planning committee. They, they wanted to use your expertise to help kind of create these courts and build them up. Correct. So the city of San Ramon, uh, Jennifer Klaus, actually uh, reached out to me, seeing if she could come visit our courts out here, ask me what I liked about the courts, what I didn't like about the courts, and give them any suggestions that they could utilize when they were planning out their four courts at Central Park. Well, it sounds like they reached out to the right person. And little fun fact, but Central Park, I grew up in Livermore, so I was pretty close by. Um, but Central Park is where I used to play kickball with Uncle. That was kind of our first team sport <laughs> that we played with one another. And now we get to go play pickleball there. That's right. And not only did we play kickball there, we won the championship in kickball. We were the champs in, of San Ramon. I forget what At year. One point. What year was that? I mean, it was a while I don't ago. Know. Probably like 2010 or something. Yeah, something like that. But that was so much fun. And Central Park's just a great facility anyway. they Yeah, uh, it really is. They got tennis. They got pickleball now. They got softball. They got soccer. And they had kickball. Plus, there's a great basketball park course. Market. Basketball, absolutely. There's a lot there. Plus, the um, you know, there's a middle school right next door, Iron Horse Middle School, and that's where I kind of got started playing pickleball because they have on Sunday nights, they had open gym and oh. they would always say, Hey, you want to come by and learn how to play pickleball, come play at the open gym. And, you know, when Bridgie showed me how to play, that was one of the first places I went to when I came back to Santa Ramon, just to kind of try it on my own. And that's where I met a lot of the members, Mario, that were members up at Canyon Lakes. And they all said, you got to be a member up at Canyon Lakes. It's so cool to play outside. You don't have to worry about the glare or, you know, the, all the lines that are going on at, inside the gym. And they're going, just, just get on the app. Go on the Halo app and sign up and, and try to get on. So that's how I learned about the pickleballers. Now, now how long were you on the waiting list? Now, I, was, I wasn't going to bring it up because, you know, there's a guy named Mario that didn't allow <laughs> me on. But I was, no, and then this is really a credit to the club. So I was on the waiting list for nine months before I got accepted. So, you know, that goes to show you how many people want to be a member of this club. So how many members do we have and like how many people are on the waiting list now? So we currently have 162 active members, meaning people that have played pretty consistently. Um, 69 non-active members, meaning they have not played in the last 30 days 
and activated their membership. The waiting list that you were on, it's 123 right now. That is maybe a four and a half year waiting list. So your <laughs> nine months, it's nothing. Yeah, that is out. incredible. Yeah. So Mario, you went from being a racquetball slash handball player to a pickleball player. But at what point did you recognize that there was a need for a pickleball club? And how did you go about starting it? Um, good question, Bridging. Um, so like I said, mid-November of 2021, my um, HOA built the courts. And they actually started a pickleball club called Canyon Lakes Pickleball Club. Uh, there was about 40 semi people that joined the pickleball club, a guy named Dave that was heading it up. But what he was doing was sending out videos, how to play, asking questions, taking surveys. I got a little impatient and said, I want to play. So I started pinging all the 40 plus people. Do you want to play? Do you want to play? And I got two guys that were interested in playing, um, Aaron and Mohammed, the co-founder founders of the pickleballers and it got a little boring playing with those two guys in all honesty and <laughs> <laughs> i mean i couldn't convince anybody else it was just us three always playing so um on january 1st of 2022 um i opened it up to the city of san ramon danville dublin pleasanton and we did free lessons on january 1st and 2nd where we, I think we, we must have taught like 40 plus people on, within two days how to play pickleball, the rules of pickleball, um, and had, you know, playing sessions. And here we are, people barely learning how to play, teaching people how to play. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it was hilarious. It was fun. And, you know, we are where we're at today because of, you know, three guys getting tired of playing with each other, I guess. Well, and three is a hard number to, to play with for pickleball. <laughs> Either there's got to be one that. really good person or two really bad people before yeah. it kind of works with, with three. Well, the funny thing is that um, Aaron um, was always making up his own rules. He was combining <laughs> tennis with pickleball and, you know, Aaron's world. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so how did you get it from that first session where you're training 40 people to a point where there's a four-year waiting list? I mean, were you marketing? Like, how did the word get out there? No marketing. It's just being organized, I think, you know? I mean, um, again, we're in a private community, so I have blocks where people come to play, and I allow non-residents to come and play and it's great because you know i have a group one for beginners a group two for intermediate players and a group three for advanced players and so people play with their own skill level and, and it makes it fun so they go tell other people hey this is a cool group that i don't have to get my butt kicked every single time by you know <laughs> uncle greg and or <laughs> or aaron who's an intermediate player says you know i have a lot of fun playing with other intermediate players so it you know i think that's what, what makes this club so good and that it's private clean courts and good people yeah i, I think that's a great idea to organize it by level yeah and i gotta jump in when you said good people i want to share something 
hopefully we can get a good look at this. This oh, is yeah. a, this is an ornament. This is our holiday show, right? This is an ornament that one of our members, Maria, created and made for a lot of the players. And she was handing them out in the court, and I just love it. I think Maria does such a fantastic job. She does a lot of the uh, metal. She hand makes the medals for our duper events and stuff. Maria's fantastic. So shout out to Maria. And it just goes to show you, we have such a giving group of people that really are into it and want to support each other. Yeah. And speaking of giving, prior to the show, Mario was sharing uh, how giving the club has been, especially during this holiday season. So Mario, I think you should let everybody know, brag a little bit about how awesome your club is and what they're giving to the bigger community. So we have six guards here um, at Canyon Lakes. They, uh, one of our um, non-resident players said, hey, let's raise some money to give to these guards. Her whole goal was to give them about 10 to $30 each. They're each getting at least $100. One is getting $120. And I'm buying burritos for every single one of those guys. <laughs> so uh, I, hands out to um, the team for you know raising $620. And then uh, about a week and a half ago, I started a uh, toy drive for uh, Toys for Tots. And within eight days, uh, we raised 251 toys that I delivered yesterday to the Marines and we dropped off. So there's going to be 251 kids that are going to have some kind of gift under the tree. So thank That's you, amazing. Pickleballers. Yeah, that is, that is so cool. We do have a fantastic group. And like, I'm just curious from you, you started it, right? You saw the origins of it to where it's at today. Like, what do you enjoy most? about this whole journey that you've had and, and creating this club and seeing where it's grown to? Um, I honestly, I'm a little selfish in, in that aspect because um, I didn't know a lot of people within my community. Now I know a vast majority within my community. And when I say within my community, I'm talking about Danville, Alamo, San Ramon, Dublin. I go to Costco, Safeway. I'm filling up my car with gas and I'm seeing people who, who know me or I don't know them, but they've seen my pitch and they're like, um, excuse me, are you Mario? <laughs> the pickleballer? <laughs> the, the commissioner, right? That, that was, who, gave, who gave you that nickname? That was a fun one. That was Wayne Lowe, one of our residents oh, yeah. here. Yeah, He bought me a little commissioner shirt, Canyon Lakes commissioner shirt. So interesting story about Wayne. And I told the story on our show before, but the interesting story about Wayne is that he used to work for my grandfather back in the 1960s at our Chinese restaurant. And we reconnect, or not we connected for the first time, but we figured it all out oh. playing a duper event up at Canyon Lakes. Oh, that's wow. awesome. Yeah. What so a small world. It really is. The pickleball, I mean, that's the cool thing about pickleball. It's like somehow it just connects people. And, and you know, Wayne and I are, you know, different in ages, but he knows my family. And he was talking about my grandfather and my grandmother who, who had the restaurant. And, you know, we were talking about when he used to work there before he went to war. And, I mean, it was just such a cool bonding, um, you know, moment that Wayne and I had. And Wayne's just the best. Love Wayne. Shout I love Wayne. pickleball for the social aspect of it, right? 
Yeah. yeah. And uncle mentioned duper just now. So is duper event something that your club hosts regularly and how does go, like, what do you have to do to organize a duper event at the club? Well, um, good question. I don't actually organize any duper events. I have Sean, Maria's husband who made the ornaments and our medals. He's in charge of running the duper uh, events where we hold duper events once a month um, for 3.0 and below and 3.0 and above. So, you know, we, we uh, it's something that, that we try to do to get more people together, a little bit more synergy and playing a little bit more competitive. Well, you mentioned the new courts in San Ramon. You're, you know, we, you know, you're part of the planning committee and stuff like that. But you're also kind of running the club to support that uh, those courts as well, right? Correct. So I have 177 members there, um, and, and it's not as organized, or it's not anywhere near as organized as the original pickleballers. Um, it's more of a chat area on my Halo uh, app. Um, but one of the things that you mentioned is Iron Horse Middle School is I'm actually trying to work with the city to have lessons there. Um, Iron Horse Middle the School gym, the gymnasium, could actually hold up to nine pickleball courts inside of there. So I, I, I would love to do free lessons there for the community. How cool. Uncle was telling me how great of an app Halo is and how wonderful it's been in like being able to get in touch with other pickleball members. And at first I thought it was Halo, like an angel, but it's Hey, like H-E-Y-L-O. So for right. those listening and maybe wanting to explore options for apps on getting their, their clubs going, can you give us a little rundown on how Halo works? Yeah, so Halo is an app where it has a section for topics, events. Um, you can see all the members uh, have benefits and then a group section. And so I, I used to use um, text messaging to round up the, the, the gang on specific days to playing pickleball. And I, I wouldn't be able to put that on a calendar. Then I went over to WhatsApp and it was kind of the same thing. Can't utilize a calendar. And what this allows me to do is to have a chat area, to have, um, you know, the calendar, everybody, all the members could, you know, talk to them, um, each other by DMing each other. And then I also have a benefits tab where I provide discounts for products. So currently I have discounts for engaged paddles, carbon paddles, and pickleball central discounts. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's very organized. Like if you want to, you know, talk to anybody else, uh, you know, the end of the members or you see when the different levels are playing, what times of the day, there's usually two or three sessions each day that are kind of already built in. So if you want to get in and play against somebody, there's always somebody that is interested in getting together or play as long as it's not raining. Right. So <laughs> Halo has been a fantastic just to make sure that you never go without you know, finding somebody to play with. Correct. And then what, what what I think the group really likes it too, it's like we have a poker night that someone's trying to arrange. And on the DMs, they actually created a group of poker players that he wants to invite to his house. I know there's a group of ladies that have wine tasting and concerts or even dinner get, getaways. So this 
this pickleball group has morphed into not only pickleball, but it's, you know, concert outings, wine tasting, poker nights, and just people getting together. Potlucks, right? We you had a Thanksgiving potluck. That was that was really cool. I yeah, I mean Halo is working really well. You know, it's it's and we have a great club. Thanks to you, you really spearhead a lot of it. But what challenges have you had? I mean, there's had to have been some hurdles that you had to get past to get it to the point where it's at. HOA has been one of my biggest hurdles. You know, I, I have to abide by all the rules and. Yeah, don't you allow strangers to come into our neighborhood or play our pickleball courts, right? Um, I've had a lot of sour apples, right? What I call sour apples, you know, pickleballers that just didn't want to listen to rules and I had to let them go. So I think those are the biggest hurdles I've, I've had is my sour apples in HOA. So you do have to let people go from the club, right? If they're just not following the rules, like you said, or they're not playing enough. I mean, there, there's there's so many people that want to get in and there's only a certain amount of spots that you can fit because there's only four courts and there's only a certain amount of times the HOAs allow us to play. So I'm, I'm guessing that you're going to have to, or you already do, figure out some way to kind of manage that. You know what? Um, the secret, don't tell anybody the secret sauce. Is okay. Get along with Nobody's that. listening. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Get along with the HOA president. You know, make sure you 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 follow the rules, right? Yeah. And 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 I do. There, there's we don't break rules, and when we do, I address them really quickly. That's good. It, it sounds it like you all good. have a a solid club, and I'm sure for the most part, there's like very few of those sour apples. Yeah. You'd be surprised. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that'll be the next episode <laughs> spill the tea so as we approach 2024 is there anything that you are looking forward to either changing or adding to this club that you have um not that i'm aware of no um i mean i just want to have fun uh, i want to make more competitive our group three we have a small little group i think there's only 39 players and I, I want to get those players more advanced with the central park. I've played with guys that were just mind block, like blowing good. And I'm like, I don't have that, that kind of great players in my uh, pickleball club. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that Sean, you mentioned uh, that does the duper events was talking to me about earlier today. And I think I mentioned it to you, I don't know, maybe a month or two ago, is potentially we're thinking about maybe creating some type of a league. I think that would be fun. Ooh. Since so many people are involved in doing the duper events, maybe they would be involved uh, or be excited about doing a league too. So maybe we'll see. What do you think I'm of that idea? <laughs> I'm open for it. Why not? Uh, Something else in, in my backpack. Right? <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> So if people want to learn more about the pickleballers and get on this wait list, is there somewhere they can go to find out more information? You know what? Um, I, I did get a website, sanramonpickleball.com, and they could go on there and it would have links to Halo. It would have discount codes. It would tell them a little bit how, you know, the pickleballers started 
who I am, who Aaron is, and Mohammed. Mohammed, you know, I love Mohammed. Um, I don't know how many times you've actually played with Mohammed, but I, his nickname is Ballerina because the way he kind of plays is very flowy. And then he, he kind of gives that little tennis yell once in a while when he hits the ball. Nice. I That's love the cool. guy. <laughs> and then if he hits a winner, a little pirouette. I love it. Yeah, it all works. It all works, man. It all works. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on our show. We got to do one last toast, though, to the most exclusive pickleball club in Northern California. And the most fun. Most fun. I mean, the we most have a fun great, and well fun. We have a great time, <laughs> truly. Touche. Thank yeah, you, Mario, yeah. for everything that you do. Thank you, Bridgie and Uncle Greg. You got it. That was a fun holiday show, and I'm glad that uh, we got you on before the end of the year. I'm so, glad I was able to make it. Yeah, and you wore your red. I wore my red. We're all good. Yeah, so. And thank you, all of you, for listening for Third Shots podcast, where Bridget and I will continue to share our pickleball journey. A special thanks to Mario. I mean, he does so much for our pickleball community in the area. And if you do are interested, please go to SanRamonPickleball.com. You're going to find out a lot of information about what we do and a little bit more about Mario. And please support this show by going on and giving us five stars and we will continue to share our pickleball journey and share our love for the game. Let's grow this community together. So see you next time on Third Shot Podcast. <laughs>